We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Moving right along here inside the 8 o'clock hour, KM to AM. Call me up. We'll keep this conversation going around the Nets and Kevin Durant. People on the line want to talk about the Nets and Kevin Durant. I know nobody cares about the Nets, but they do. They do. That's just something that people say. Let's get back to it. I won't waste any time because I will not waste the whole show on the Nets. I will not waste the whole night on Kevin Durant. But I was just talking to Big Zoo. I'm like, bro, this is the biggest story out of the teams in New York, and it's the biggest story in the NBA. The Nets are bad. The Nets got smoked. That's an all-time loss. I think 153 points is the most points the Kings have ever scored in a game. So it's an all-time embarrassment. And they're also uh, dealing with the Kyrie situation. Kyrie is suspended, but Woj says he's coming back Sunday. And you just have Kevin Durant, who's an all-time great leader of the team, not really leading the best way with his comments and what he chose to put out there in the media last night. But that's him being transparent. That's him being himself. That's him being real and honest. And I find that, you know, that taints his legacy. That taints how people perceive him. Uh, that taints how people will look at him when he's retired. And, uh, yeah, when I did have that show last year, I want to reiterate that. When I said Kevin Durant will be looked at as one of the greatest of all time, one of the GOATs, he already is. But I said that assuming that he wins another ring. If he's able to put that cherry on top, win another championship with another team, another franchise, whether that be Brooklyn or not, right? I'm just saying win a ring outside of the Warriors culture, outside of Steph Curry. If Kevin Durant is able to win another chip before he retires and put that cherry on top of all of his accolades, what he's done in his what's probably going to be 20-year career, you got to put him in that top 10 area. Five might be a stretch because five is pretty much locked up. But I think he hits in that 10, maybe 15 range, depend on who you ask. And what I'll tell you to do is this, right? This is the 76th year of the NBA. Go back and look at the 75 list from last year. Go back and look at that list and see if you can put together. That's, that'll be the little assignment for, for you while you're uh, – listening to the show, interactive show, go look up the NBA 75th anniversary team and put together 15 people on that list that you think all time will be looked at as better than Kevin Durant. While Kevin Durant is still active and still adding to his legacy, go look at that list and find me 15 players that you think are better than Kevin Durant. I think you may struggle. I think you might be able to get 10, but 
KD is going to be knocking on the door at 10, 11, 12, 13, in that range. Kevin Durant is uh, going to be one of the best players all time. And then please add this caveat. What he's done off the court, that's something that we're starting to look at LeBron and, and add to LeBron's greatness. And they compare Jordan and LeBron, and they always talk about Jordan. Oh, Jordan didn't do this, and he didn't give to this group. And, uh, you know, Jordan never spoke out on certain issues, and LeBron did. Well, Kevin Durant, as a businessman, uh, I think when he's all said and done, he'll be a, bi- a billionaire. If he's not already close, he might be able to be a billionaire like LeBron while he's still active. Throw that into his greatness as well, and uh, you're not going to be able to find many greater basketball players, in my humble opinion. Let's go to Alan Keyport on the fan. Al, what's up? You got it. What's up? Thanks for taking the call. You know what, Kevin Durant, this, seriously, some people will laugh at this, but he isn't even as good as George Gerwin was. I mean, he's a big guy. He's I played my whole life. He's a big guy, 6'10", 6'11", who's got a tremendous jump shot, but he is, he's, and compared to LeBron and Kobe and them, he's not even close to them guys as being a player. What are we, he he really know, isn't. Those guys did everything. Let's they break did it down. everything. Let's, huh? let's break it down. I understand opinion. What is he not as good at? Shooting? Dribbling? No, no he's a very good shooter, Kevin Durant. He's, a, he's one of the best shooters ever. Creating but other his own than that, shot, that's his handle. Golden State was custom made for him. All he had to do was show up and shoot. That's the only reason he won the MVP. That that team was custom made. All they did is he let everybody else the thing, and he had to shoot. I I said with the mic one day, he's like a glorified Vinnie Johnson, and that's basically all he is. He's you know he just doesn't have it. All the other skills that the other guys have, like Kobe Bryant, if they played one on one, even though he's bigger than him, he could beat him maybe. What are we talking to, about? Katie is seven you know? foot. I got to let you go, Al. <laughs> he compared him to George Gervin and who? Vinny who? Like, so that's what I'm saying, right? It's going to be hard for folks to take KD and look at his body of work on the floor and what he did and then remove their opinion of him as a person. And what he did in the media last night and what you read today doesn't help. His quotes don't help today. Like, That's what I mean. If you're able to take what he's done in his 16 years and know that he's going to play another three, four, maybe five years and add to that, he's one of the best ever. And then when you break it down, if you can't break it down, like, I love Kobe. Kobe is one of the best players we've ever seen. Kobe should be in everyone's top five. But to say that Kobe would beat KD one-on-one, they might have already played one-on-one in USA basketball, but that's a mismatch. Now, Kobe might be able to beat him because that's Kobe, but Kobe was what, 6'6"? Six, six, six? I think Jordan was 6'6". Six, six. Kobe Bryant might have been 6'8 uh, at the... No, Kobe Bryant was 6'6", six, six, and so was Jordan, right? And then they say Kyrie is the 6'4", uh, Kobe. Yeah, Jordan was 6'6", six, six. Kobe was 6'6". Six, six. Kyrie is Kyrie is listed as 6'2". But I think Kyrie might be like 6'3", maybe even 6'4". No, nah, he looks a little on the on the court, and I've seen him. He's probably like, I'm 6'2". Six, six he's like 6'3". But what I'm saying is, you got to remove that. You got to remove that. Skill-wise, Kevin Durant at 7' foot, we've never seen a 7-footer shoot like that, dribble like that. You just saw him drop a player with a crossover in uh, Washington. And the guy looked like he, he did a split and died. There, we haven't seen the likes of Kevin Durant in the NBA. And when it's all said and done, and I think people cool off 
from all of their hot takes and their thoughts on Kevin Durant. He's going to be up there. And I'm not trying to make this show a campaign for Kevin Durant being a top player all time. I really i am not. Like, I'm really not on that. <laughs> As a Nets fan, this season has been a disappointment to start. And uh, honestly, after reading KD's comments, I'm like, I, I wish he would have held some of that. But maybe he's got a, uh, a motive. Maybe he's trying to see the Nets change this roster, make some trades. Maybe he's, he's calling out his starting five to say, hey, Josiah, bring Kyrie back. We need a, another star on the floor. Like me playing with Edmund Sumner, who didn't play last year and is coming back from an Achilles heel or Achilles injury. That's not it. Joe Harris, who missed most of last season with an ankle injury, still trying to find himself. That's not it. Royce O'Neal, who's a good role player, but I feel like any team could have had him this offseason. I'm glad the Nets grabbed him because they don't have many players. Royce O'Neal isn't a guy that really moves the needle. Nick Claxton is a guy trying to prove himself in the league. You can keep going down the list. Seth Curry is a good player, but he's not the best version of himself right now. He's hurt. Ben Simmons is hurt and a shell of his former self. Like, Kevin Durant feels like he's on an island in Brooklyn, and uh, everyone's going to blame him for the failure of the team, and the roster's not good enough for them to compete. But he's letting everyone know, know he's happy. He's letting everyone know life is great. He says he makes a lot of money. He gets to play basketball. He buys cool things. He goes home, plays video games. He doesn't go out. He just loves to hoop. So let's go to Lindenhurst. What's up, Sean? You're on the fan. Hey, what's going on, guys? I just was uh, chiming in. I heard a lot about the Kevin Durant talk, and I understand what everyone's saying. I get it. You know, he hasn't willed a team to victory. You know, he hasn't beat the two, the two rings he has came from Golden State, and I understand that. But in terms of an overall player and talent, I mean, Durant's going to go down is arguably the greatest scorer of all time. I know Curry, greatest shooter. But to say, you know, Durant can't beat players like Kobe one-on-one, it, it's, it's, it comes down to chips. And I get that's the narrative. you got to have rings. But, I mean, my question is, when Durant went to Golden State, he still had to produce. He still had yeah, to have it's... some sort of a stats. I mean, the guy won back-to-back finals MVPs. That's a lot of pressure. And if you, you, watched, there... if you watched them that year, there were games where it was a, a Kevin Durant game where Curry didn't go off or Clay didn't go exactly. off. He was the best so player on that team many times. I People try to reduce him. I couldn't agree more. He still had to show something. It's not, yes, I get he joined the team, but, you know, you still have to go out there and put up 30 a game, which he's, he does it effortlessly. I watched him play last night, two nights ago, 15 shots, 30 points, 27. I mean, he's, the Golden State needed him as much as they, you know, it was vice versa is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, I mean, he still He was on to, the 73-9 and nine team. I, I mean, I know it. they lost to, to the Cavs eventually or whatever, but I think uh, yes. in, in 10 years when we start to actually look back at Kevin Durant's yeah. career and people cool we're off gonna, from the narratives, they're going to say that guy was special. He was we're gonna miss really him. special. We players, absolutely. We take basketball players for granted. In 15, 20 years from now, you're going to wish that that guy was still on the floor. Wow. He yeah, was bro. Special. Look at how people look but, at Iverson. And I loved Iverson. Absolutely. I grew up on Iverson, too. But did Iverson yeah. win a ring? No. no he didn't. But he's still That's revered I mean. as one of the best ever, all-time greats. Absolutely. And, you know, hopefully he still has time. I heard before, like you said, he's got another couple of years in him. You know, I'm a, I'm a New York fan. I'm, I root for the Nets. I root for the Knicks. But, I mean, you know, he's still got time. And, like I said, he's going to be closing in on – He's passing Kevin Garnett in the next couple of days. I mean, the guy missed a year. He played 15 games one year. I mean, he's he's still going to be on the level of his own. So thanks, thanks for letting me speak. Thanks for the call, Sean. 
I didn't mention that. And the all-time scoring, I think I might have alluded to it. But he's actively chasing down members on the all-time scoring list. He's about to pass Kevin Garnett probably in the next couple weeks, not even. He's at 25,981. Yeah, in the, in the next week or so, uh, Kevin Garnett is at 26,071 points. And then that'll put him 18th all-time. And then this season he has a chance to probably catch – I think he can realistically catch like he could be in the, he's going to be in the top 15. Um I think he'll be top 15 or 16. He'll catch either Paul Pierce or Tim Duncan when the season ends if he stays healthy. I mean, you don't have to like the guy to admit that he is one of the most ridiculous basketball players you've ever seen. He's still doing it. Year 16, coming off an Achilles 3 years ago. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. He's rare. You know who he is. And I understand you might not like things about him or the Brooklyn Nets or whatever, but uh, if he wins another chip here or somewhere else, 10 years from now they will talk about Kevin Durant as a GOAT. And they use the term GOAT loosely now anyway, so any anybody could be a GOAT. In Westchester, we got Pete on the fan. Go for it. Keith, hey, how are you, buddy? Uh, first time, <clears throat> not so long time. Glad you took over the uh, the evening shift. Um, keeping with the theme here, I don't want to drag this whole night out about uh, Kevin Durant, but um, you know, I, I'm going to keep all the personal stuff aside. Like you said, you know, he might be a great guy off the court and all that other stuff, but if we're, if we're judging a body of work, um, I just consider him, and I haven't, I haven't looked at the, the list you referred to, the 15 or top 20 NBA guys recently, but like, what position is he and who is he competing against? Is he really better than Carl Malone? Is he really better than Charles Barkley? Like, well, I, I understand what a great those scorer two aren't good examples. Been, but you know what? <laughs> Tracy McGrady was a great scorer too, and and that's that comes with the position. That's what your job actually is. Um, and this nonsense of oh, who can you beat one on one, or can you do it by yourself? Well, well, that's stupid. Everybody knows to win an NBA championship, you have to have at least three people on your team. So. Nobody, with the exception of maybe LeBron when he went back to Cleveland and, and, and won that completely unexpected championship, won with no supporting cast. He had Kyrie every with Every NBA team. Yeah, but he was young, and, and he was under LeBron's tutelage, but that's two guys. Every team wins with two or three guys. Yeah. Always. And I'm just putting, you know, and hey, I have a lot of respect for Durant. I saw him play as a freshman at Texas in Madison Square Garden, he was a man amongst boys. He ran like a deer. He carried the ball up and down the uh, up and down the court, and he was awesome. He might have scored thirty or forty points that night. But like, is he more impactful than Dirk Nowitzki? Does he make guys around him better? There's a pretty high bar to break into the pantheon of best fifteen guys of all time. And I know people are always looking to write that next story and say, here's the next Jordan, here's the next, you know, Mike, you know, here's the next uh, Tiger Woods. I know we want to write the story, but that's why it's so hard to be that revered. I don't see him as a guy I'm going to be on Twitter responding to a poll that says, pick your favorite five. I, I don't. He's accomplished a lot, but top 10, top 15, I got a bunch of guys, whether they have rings or not, that's not criteria 
Charles Barkley will tell you it isn't, um, that uh, has just accomplished as much more as he is. And scoring is a big deal. And just like in NFL stats, Eli Manning rose the ranks of, of all-time leading passing yards. That's his job, and the era changed. Scoring is a big deal. But could Kevin Durant make everybody around him better? He or has. Did he, We've seen that this there, year. We've seen that in, in the years past. Pete, thanks for the call. And I'm going to keep taking these uh, Kevin Durant calls because that's all the calls lined up, but there's going to come a point in time where I make a hard left and we move on. With Kevin Durant, he's a small forward, power forward, really a small forward. And when you say scoring is a part of it, it's basketball. Putting the ball in the hoop is the number one thing. I see some people on hold saying Kevin Durant doesn't play defense. And I, I, I got something for that as well. But I'm also not trying to be Kevin Durant defender. He's on my favorite team. I was a fan of him coming out of Texas and at OKC. I kind of fell off being a fan of him when he went to the Warriors because like everybody else, I was like, ah, I thought that was weak, but I understood it once he went there and got his rings. Then he came to Brooklyn. This whole thing has been a mess, but I also just have respect for the guy, and I understand what he's doing is different than uh, any other basketball player we've seen. When you add in the business acumen, when you add in just the physical freak that he is, and uh, all of the accolades, all of the trophies, and all of the records, and the things like that that he's going to stack up over time. You're going to have to respect KD. And I don't know, maybe in 10 years from now, I'm on the fan telling you, I told you this in 2021, 2022. Take out the Twitter stuff. Take out the negativity. When you look at this guy and what he did in his 20 years in the NBA, He's an all-time great. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take another break. 877-337-6666. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Rocking and rolling. Right back at it. So I did some digging to try and figure out when were we talking about this on the fan last year. It was December 17th. And then a month later, uh, I quote tweeted my tweet about it because I went back and listened to what I said. I actually put out a video. But we were looking at Kevin Durant in December of last year playing with rookies around him, what they called Katie and the kids. It was 
KD, Kessler Edwards, Dayron Sharp, Cam Thomas, David Duke Jr. He was able to beat Joel Embiid and the Sixers without Harden, without Kyrie. Uh, we've seen KD do this. He just did it. Um, the other night, I forget what, what night it was, it was, it was one of the first nights that Kyrie wasn't on the floor. It's like, oh, look at KD leading the team, the, the ball movement, and uh, the ball moving through Kevin Durant, blah, 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 blah. So I also saw in that thread I put out there a, a Bill Simmons quote. And Bill Simmons on the Bill Simmons podcast said, I think Kevin Durant is one of the 10 best all time by my calculations. And if you're doing the right calculations and you're thinking about this era of basketball, just think about the NBA right now and who are the GOATs or who are the top guys coming out of this era. They've already stamped LeBron. And I understand they they stamped LeBron really when he got his fourth ring. Okay, usually they, they look at Jordan and Kobe, six rings, five rings. Four is close enough. In this modern day era, it's hard to get five rings. But then Steph got four last year. So Steph is already in there, right? He broke the three-point record, greatest shooter of all time. The Warriors are a dynasty. He got four rings as a Warrior. He's already in the greatest of all time conversation. He's somewhere in a lot of people's top ten. LeBron is in most people's top ten, top five. Some people's top three, top two, and, and not two. With Kevin Durant, it's just the narrative around him. With Kevin Durant, it's the choices he's made and... Uh, you know, his burner accounts and even how transparent he is about how he feels. Uh, you know, people wanting to say he's miserable forcing trades. I don't think that was a miserable guy forcing a trade. That was a guy saying, hey, this is a mess and this is not going to be good. And he was right. So we'll take the calls the rest of this hour, this half hour around Kevin Durant. And I guess you can tell me that Kevin Durant isn't top 15. And he doesn't play defense and he, he can't beat Oscar Robertson one-on-one. It's hard to compare errors. But uh, I'm also letting you know that, like, that isn't the take I came in with tonight. I'm definitely not trying to be up here all night as a Kevin Durant apologist or a Kevin Durant defender. I'm a Nets fan, and right now things aren't good for the Nets. They just got embarrassed last night, and he was on the floor and had to sit down. He had 27, less than his 31 he's averaging. And then he went on to talk to Chris Haynes and Marcus Spears and or Mark Spears and tell them all these different things that, aren't really great adding to the the dumpster fire that the Nets are currently in. So nobody nobody cares about the Nets, but they do. There are articles uh, floating around in, in NBA Twitter and in NBA circles, and they're all talking about the Nets. And Kevin Durant uh, is, you know, leading this team or trying to lead this team after Nash was fired under the new direction of Jacques Vaughn, who Jacques Vaughn came out there and said they left their mind, bodies, and souls in, in L.A. I'm like... What exactly were you guys doing in L.A. that the head coach said that he feels their mind, body, and soul is still in L.A.? That's not great, but let's hear what the rest of the fans think. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to Nuno in Jersey on the fan. What's going on, Keith? Big fan. So uh, I want to kind of present to you a little perspective, different perspective on Katie and get your take. I'll listen for that, but real quick, uh, you know, the World Cup starts this weekend, so you got to spread a little World Cup love, a little World Cup fever. Oh, yeah. And uh, if we can get you out to Newark, watch some Brazil or, or Portugal games, we'd love to have you. But um, just a different perspective on KD, right? So, uh, by the way, that last call was totally nuts, in my opinion, uh, around him not being top 15. I mean, the guy 
is a unicorn in the NBA. We've never seen anything like him Correct. on the court, right? Seven foot, can play all five positions if he needed to. Granted, perhaps not a defensive mind, but uh, he, he can pick up the slab when it when it needs to be. Right. I think what you talked about earlier with the business acumen is really, really important, right? So let's rewind a little bit to the off season. And when this guy was out there talking about it's either me or the coach and the GM, don't you think perhaps ownership should have put a little bit more value into that, given where we are now? Like, yeah. I'm not one of those guys that's all for the inmates running the asylum. No, as they but say, not to cut right? you but, off, Joe Sy made mistakes with his Twitter feed multiple times, and one of the mistakes he made was going out there and saying, Sean Marks and Steve Nash, our GM and our head coach, have my full support. And it's like, wait, bro, you signed Kevin Durant, a unicorn. You signed one of the best players in the NBA. He knows a thing or two about the NBA and what's going on. He kind of knew that this was going to be a mess. You you didn't have to publicly go out there and back everyone but him. That's right. That's right. So, you know, you got a guy that, you know, from a business perspective, from knowing the NBA circles, this guy knows it all, right? I mean, he understands what makes the cash register ring on the business side, and he understands everything that happens on the court. Why not perhaps have given a little bit more insight and not make the, the conversation public? Uh, certainly you don't want to like that out in public, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not for these guys, you know, kind of running the show, but there's probably a couple, two, three guys in the NBA you've got to give that kind of respect to, and I think KD ought to have been one of them in that particular situation because Marks is not going to be here for long either. So I just wanted to hear your take on that, man. Thanks for taking my call. That is a great call, and I can speak exactly to that. As a Nets fan that's been a Nets fan, before Sean Marks got here, before Josiah got here, and I will keep being a Nets fan when they are gone. The whole player empowerment movement, right, they talk about that in the NBA. Basically, like, LeBron being the GM and guys like Katie and Kyrie coming to an organization like the Nets and rumors having it that, like, oh, they hired Steve Nash or they wanted DeAndre Jordan to be here. There's truth about that. Like, DeAndre Jordan... We all knew that was a waste of time and money. They got him out of here. But, you know, when he first came here, that was clearly because he was friends with Katie and Kyrie. And this summer, when NBA free agency started, Kevin Durant requested a trade. And when he requested that trade, a lot of fans, myself included, were just puzzled. Like, what is going on? What, like, where are we headed now? Are they going to blow this whole thing up? And I thought about Josiah, and Josiah came out. And backed his front office people, not the people on the court, not the players, not empowering his players. And I'm like, this isn't going to go right. And, you know, here we are with the Nets. They're 6-9. and nine. They just got embarrassed last night. And KD's talking to the media, being fully transparent. And I think he's trying to use the media some. Look what happened. I mean, he spoke out in the media about his starting five. And less than 24 hours later, we get a report from Woj that, oh, Kyrie is going to be back Sunday. Hmm. Well, Sunday, the Nets return home. That's when their West Coast trip ends. Sunday, they'll host the Memphis Grizzlies, who won't have Desmond Bain, one of the top teams in the league with one of the best players in the league. If you don't want to get absolutely smoked on your home court, you might want to consider bringing Kyrie back into the fold. Now, with the whole player empowerment movement and and KD coming here, the the Nets, I think I said earlier, the Nets sold their soul. And what what, what I mean by that is, They traded guys like Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, 
to get a James Harden who ultimately just wanted to get back to or you know get back to Daryl Morey and go to Philly, use them in a sense, quit on them in a sense. You know, they brought in Katie and Kyrie, and these guys, you know, when you go the superstar route, you're you know, you're handing the keys to them. You're you're handing over the franchise to them. So then if you decide at some point while they're under contract, while they're here, that you want to go a different way, that ruffles their feathers. There was a point in time where KD was upset that Kyrie wasn't getting the max contract, that he wasn't offered the same four-year deal that he got. Not the same exact deal, but like an extension. Kyrie's contract is done, and Josiah is done, and the Nets are done. Kyrie is not going to play for the Nets after this season. There's no way he resigns, and that might end up bleeding into KD being traded even though he committed and signed to be here. I think that was a good call. Uh, I look at the Nets as a dumpster fire, a circus. I don't know who's in charge. I don't know who's safe. I think Joe Sy is in over his head as an owner. I think Sean Marks is in over his head as a GM. He got finessed. He took on the Ben Simmons deal. I mean, he made the trade for Harden. You know, he put up picks. And, uh, you know, two players in Karis LeVert and Jared Allen – who are all-stars on another team and uh, should have been here in Brooklyn. So those are mistakes. And when you go all in on Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, like we saw, I watched this whole thing change. As soon as they got Katie and Kyrie, ticket sales went up, and they start changing things in the arena. And now it's like, okay, the Nets are here. They, they've, they've gotten to the point where they have superstar talent. They're going to win championships. And they sold that to the fan base, and it's been a mess ever since. It hasn't been what they thought it was going to be. I was listening to Evan talk about him celebrating uh, on the 19th of, uh, or not 19th, when was it? I think it was the 29th of June when the Nets made the clean sweep and announced that they were signing Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving. Nets fans rejoiced. Finally, someone chose us. Out of all the years where free agents go elsewhere and no one wants to be a net, we finally landed the top two guys. And those guys together, we got to be able to get at least one ring. It's not that easy. Never that easy. Let's go to Freehold. Matt, you're on the fan. What's up, bro? Hey, Keith. What's up, bro? Where where I struggle with this conversation is, look, he's he's a great player, right? Don't do not get me wrong. However, when I look at the top ten, top fifteen, I, I struggle to find one player in that usual suspect list of ten, fifteen that is not a two way player. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'm a Spurs fan. And uh, I'll, I'll kind of go right to my favorite player ever, David Robinson. I don't put him in the top ten. I, but are you really telling me starting a team, any era, whatever it is, you're really putting Kevin Durant over a guy like that that is dominant on both ends of the floor? If I'm If I'm starting a team and I get to pick – and it's between Kevin Durant or David Robertson as my or Robinson as my first pick. The Admiral, no disrespect, I'm taking KD. What impact has he ever had on the defensive end of the floor? He plays defense. He's seven foot. I, I know people like to well, say Kevin I mean, Durant Dirk, doesn't Dirk play defense. Foot, he, he gets he gets defense. his blocks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but now we're now we're talking about Dirk. Thanks for the call, Matt. I, I like I understand the narrative is it's easier to say he's not a two way player, but that's not true if you've watched Kevin Durant play. That's not true if you watch just watch the Nets games. He affects passing lanes. He gets his blocks. He'll he'll guard the best guy. If he's got to guard Luka, he's guarding Luka. I, I feel like uh there's been plenty of times where I've been like, K defense. KD doesn't get enough credit for his defense. 
No, he's not David Robinson, but the guy does play defense. We got to break it down. When we come back, we'll finish these calls on Kevin Durant, and then we got to talk something else. I don't care if it's Knicks, Nets, Jets, something, anything else. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Right back at it. No time to waste. We're going to close this KD conversation in the next uh, 13 minutes, probably less. I'll read you the quotes from KD that got people's attention today, specifically my attention. And I'll say this. I just went back and listened to some of the show that I did, which was in December before Steph Curry got his fourth ring. And I was talking about the potential of KD getting two more rings, one in Brooklyn, one potentially elsewhere, two in Brooklyn, whatever. So that's something also to add to it. And my whole basis for that conversation that night, almost a year ago, was if, 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 if Kevin Durant is able to win two more rings, I just said one before because now when they talk about Braun, they call his last ring a Mickey Mouse ring. So really he's got three, three and a half. He's got four. But they put LeBron in the GOAT conversation because the rings validate everything else. With Kevin Durant, his two rings in Golden State, they're never going to actually look at him like he was the quote-unquote bus driver. But if, if he is able to win another championship, just one, let alone two, if he's able to get two more championship rings, you won't be able to leave him out of the top players of all time conversation in the top 10. You won't be able to leave him out of the GOAT conversation. He's already some people's GOAT. He's already some people's greatest basketball player of all time, best basketball player they've ever seen. You don't have to agree with it. I don't have to agree with it. This is all opinion-based. We can't compare eras. We can't compare Larry Bird and Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell to Kevin Durant right now playing against some of the best players and like Luka and John Moran and, you know, even like what you saw the Celtics do to him, like, that's something that, you know, after I had that that uh, conversation, seeing Kevin Durant get neutralized by the Celtics and getting swept out of the first round, I'm like, that's not supposed to happen when you're a GOAT. So that's that's a knock against him. But here's the quotes that uh, came out of the articles today. We'll take this last call on KD, and then we'll move on. There's plenty of other things to talk about. So he was asked, uh, you still have some stuff you love other than basketball, right? He said, not during the season. I don't go out. I don't go hang out. I hang out with my teammates if we go out, but... I just love what I'm doing. I play a video game, go home, go to practice, play in our games, and that's it. Man, don't you love a guy on your team that doesn't go out to the strip club and isn't out popping bottles? He's saying he just wants to play basketball. And then specifically here, he was asked, what can you still get out of Brooklyn and New York City? You're in the biggest media market in the world. Have you squeezed that as much as you can? I assume that had to be part of the reason why you went there. He said, no, there's a lot of stuff I could have done in New York that I didn't want to do because I wanted to establish us as a basketball team first. And I like New York because of the energy around the game. People enjoy the game in its purest form. You make a good move in Barclays Center, you're going to hear it, regardless of who did it, the opposing team or the home team. So I felt that's where the game started. That's where the soul and the spirit of the game kind of grew is in New York. So I feel like that every time I go to Barclays. So that's really why I went out there. And it's obviously a good place to live, a media market. Me being a star in the league, I knew how much my presence there could help me do a lot of stuff off the court. 
But that was going to come regardless of where I'm at. The energy around basketball in New York City, the Brooklyn area specifically, they've been rallying around who I am as a player. They have been rallying around our team regardless of what we have going on, and they appreciate what I bring. So that's a major part of it. That's that's a nod to the fans. That's a nod to not just Nets fans, but New York basketball fans, right? They call this the Mecca. That's a nod to the level of fans. You hear people all the time, you hear Jeter talk about Yankees fans and how they know the game, how knowledgeable they are about the game. Well, down in Brooklyn, we've built an arena of fans that know the game, that come to the game. That place sells out, and KD knows that those fans respect him as the leader of the team, and we'd like to see them win. There's a lot of nonsense going on, but... The fans still show up because at the end of the day, it's about basketball. And last, they asked him about his legacy. And he said, all that, like, you got to win before you retire and make sure your legacy is straight, that's bull to me. My legacy is predicated on what Cam Thomas is learning from me and what he'll take away to help him by the time he's in his 10th year. He's in his second year. That's my legacy. What I did with Andre Robertson, the confidence I helped him build when he was in the league, that's a player that was a role player on OKC that they actually were able to do well with, and then he you know, was out of the league not long after that. He goes on to say, that's my legacy, being able to play with Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, and Kyrie Irving and still be me. Yeah, that's my legacy. That's who I am. That's what I bring to the game. I can play with anybody, anywhere, at any time, and you know I'm going to bring it every day. That should be my legacy. So Kevin Durant spoke a lot to Mark Spears and to... Chris Haynes, if you want more on that, go read the articles. Here's the last call of the night on KD. Danny is in the Bronx on the fan. You got it, Dan. How you doing, Keith? I'm good. Just ready to get off this. This is killing the Yeah, I know. All right. All right. I'll be the last caller. But uh, I really enjoy your show. So my top ten, you know, and uh, I played high school ball in late 60s and early 70s, one year of college. So my, my, this is my opinion. Uh, uh, this is my top 12. Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, not necessarily in this order, Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Oscar Robinson, Jerry West, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, Dr. J, and Carl Malone. And on the bench, I'd have Durant, Baylor, Bird, and Clyde Frazier. <laughs> That's a pretty solid group. I'm listening, like, who would I put KD in front of? I think some yeah. people might put him in front of the logo, Jerry West. I'm not saying I would, but actually I probably would. Uh, some people yeah. might put him in front of, uh, who would you say that I was Dr. thinking about? J. Dr. J. Some people yeah. might put him in front of Dr. J. It's it's hard yeah. to compare eras. It's I hard know. It's hard to make, you know, rings or championships the measurement. There's so yeah. many other things to look at. But, uh, know. you know, thanks for doing the uh, homework assignment. Thanks for the call, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> he did the homework assignment. He went and looked at the top 75 players list. He put together his list, and Kevin Durant was in his top 15. He was on the bench, right? But he was in that top 15. And I think after Kevin Durant is all said and done, after he retires, whether he retires with two rings, whether he gets one or two more, he's got gold medals, he's got MVPs, he's got all-stars. And when we look at his total body of work, he'll probably be in the top 15, maybe top 10 scoring all time. It's going to be hard to say that Kevin Durant wasn't one of the greatest basketball players you ever saw, especially when Steph Curry and LeBron James are already in that conversation because of their four rings and what they've done. 
I think Kevin Durant is going to be in there. Now, does that mean he's not going to still shoot at people on Twitter? He's going to do that. Does that not mean he's not going to be brutally honest in his media availability after getting smoked by the Kings and call out his teammates and throw the you know team and organization under the bus? He's going to do that. That's a part of Kevin Durant, and uh, that's part of the modern-day athlete. And that's all I've got to say on that. In closing, Kevin Durant uh, threw his team under the bus a little bit. He talked about his legacy and being a leader. That doesn't really help his legacy and being a leader calling out the starting five and saying, oh, you, you expect them to win because I'm out there. Uh, he might have been able to handle that differently, but I, I think it's deeper than that. I think he was sending a message to his owner. I think he was sending a message to his organization that this roster is flawed. There are not enough superstars. There's not enough help for us to compete and win. You've got Kyrie Irving sitting at home because he posted a link and didn't give you the proper apology you wanted. Bring him back, and uh, maybe we'll start winning, and maybe we can figure this out under Jacques Vaughn, but I don't think so. Honestly, I think the Nets are cooked this year. They need to go ahead. They're just, you know, delaying the inevitable. They need to go ahead and just blow it up, and before that trade deadline comes, figure out what they're exactly going to do. I don't know. When we come back, let's talk about everything else from World Cup to XFL to the Knicks and the Yanks and the Mets and the Giants and the Jets. Keith McPherson on the fan. We are approaching the 9 o'clock hour. I've got three hours left. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.